0: So one of the major concerns people have about Tesla and why they're not investing in Tesla is the belief that the competition is coming. Now related to this, people also cannot see how Tesla will be able to become bigger than they are now, unless they think Tesla produces a cheaper compact car. Without this, many think that Tesla will never get to 20 million cars per year by 2030. So it's a good thing Alex Voigt is with us today. So as I mentioned, Alex is a very well-known and respected voice in the Tesla community. He provides detailed analysis, forecasts, and updates on progress of the Gigafactories, but also all the other auto manufacturer competitors, both internal combustion and electric vehicles. So Alex, let's start with a tweet that you have pinned on your profile, where you have a write-up on Tesla becoming the largest company in the world tell us more with that. What a great topic. Tell me what you thought you were thinking.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, Herbert. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm a production engineer by education. I worked about 20 years in the production um, industry and in mass production. So that helps me a little bit better, um, helps me a little bit to understand Tesla better um, than I believe a lot of people who just jump into that. And I've been—I counted in about 100 production facilities from the inside out, lead from the people who have managing them. So I, I learned a ton, which helps me to um, compare a little bit what I what I see. Um, for instance, when I've been at Giga Berlin uh, twice, so. Um, what you've been just showing was my last article, which is going to be open to the public to read very, very soon. It's a moment right on my Patreon account here. But at the end of the day, what I'm trying to express there is, if we add all what we know together in terms of where Tesla stands right now, in terms of uh, the product lineup and what is coming, um, I just don't see how they can if they just don't fall about their own feet how they can miss to become the biggest company in the world Mm -hmm. um i do not put a year on that statement obviously because i don't know when but um we have i mean and elon's been saying this quite often in terms of the lineup that this is a company with the best product lineup in the world and i believe he's right and i'm you know looking into other companies all the time um, in terms of robotics, in terms of uh, artificial intelligence solutions like autonomous driving, in terms of um, vehicle uh, vehicles and battery electric vehicles and you name it obviously. And I, I don't see any other company being set up in in such a perfect way so at the moment it's really more or less um, straight execution and on this path there are going a lot of issues, there are going to be problems for instance, the Cybertruck, right? So there's a lot of new technology in there and with this exoskeleton with this huge casting of this 9,000-ton press and um, all this new technology is bringing risks and there are going to be problems, there are going to be delays and you name it. All of that will happen. So we're going to have in the future a lot of drama with Tesla uh, ongoing. So be prepared for that. But if you look at the at the setup in terms of that Tesla is simply more or less two products right now with Model 3 and Model Y. I mean yes there's the S and X but it's small numbers and it will continue to be small numbers. So we have this year probably around 800 or 760,000 to 800,000 delivered model-wise already globally and next year it's definitely gonna be more than a million and probably it's going to be next year already the, the best-selling model in the, in the entire year 2023, um, we have to realize the margins are going up like crazy. And all this cash that Tesla creates allows them to expand pretty nicely without any problems in terms of financing. You know, they are they are pretty independent in what they are doing already today in the recession we are in, in the high inflation situation we are in, where a lot of other automakers see problems with demand already or with supply in terms of semiconductors and, you know, other issues. Uh, Tesla is way more um, vertically integrated, way more independent and has a lot of more flexibility to overcome issues and And we've seen this in the past, right? So a lot of people have been saying they are never going to make the m- numbers they've been showing there and they still did, you know, and um, if we, I mean, you, you mentioned the compact car for instance, which also has been mentioned in the last earnings call, which is mm-hmm. definitely a cornerstone co- uh, and a very important part of it. and what most people overlook is the cost leadership of Tesla and this is what Mm -hmm. i've been trying to express in this article so it's not only about having a great product that everybody wants it has a lot to do with being able to reduce the costs over time faster than the industry can and Tesla has proven that not only with batteries but also with production technology so why is that so important it's 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 simply a, a key step and cornerstone in terms of bringing a new mass vehicle out there which i believe will be and he described it a smaller more affordable um, car for good fit for european cities which are much tighter than in the u.s um, for let's say twenty five thousand um, us dollars and if they can produce it for 18,000, 20,000 US dollars, you're still gonna have a very healthy margin and profit on each car, which allows the company to further expand and you really allocate um, factory capacity to this to this vehicle too. I fully agree that the Model 3 and Model Y are, if you look at them, still pretty expensive cars. You know, it's, it's a lot of money you need to pay for, for such a car and a lot of people just can't afford it. That's going to change with a $25,000 car. And I believe that Tesla's even plans to go f- below the, of that. And, and why are they able to do that? Well, it has a lot to do with Elon's first principle approach in terms of pro- producing something, thinking out of the box or, and new from scratch. And he's, um, he has the advantage as a founder and, and literally owner of Tesla to be able to take risks other companies and other managers just don't dare to because um, they know they're gonna leave in four years anyhow. So if you add all of that together, and I'm just talking about the auto business here, and there's gonna be Tesla energy and we know that the shortage we had in you know batteries is lifting step by step. So. There's uh, there's a plan to to um, have the batteries, industry batteries, stationary batteries for new homes growing um, as quickly and as big as the automotive business, which is amazing itself. Most people discount this to zero. Then we have the full self driving business, which is a huge market and will make you know. Uh, it, it open up a completely new segment and industry and uh, possibility to sell uh, on, on a very different level. Most people just discount this to zero too. And then last but not least we have um, Optimus Prime and here we have a very unique situation that we really talk about labor um, and uh, Tesla is addressing a market nobody has addressed before in terms of having robots they can sell, not only to industries, but later on also to normal consumers like you and me. And that market alone is going to be, I believe, bigger than the entire market I described before. So again, don't get me wrong, there's going to be a ton of issues. It's going to be a long path. We're talking about decades here. There are going to be problems right and left to solve. But I have confidence with the team that they are able to do that. And it's only a question of time until they grow to a size no other customer company has been before. So this is very impressive
0: and exciting. Yeah. It sounds like you're very, very bullish, <laughs> just like I am. But you're including the bot, the energy, the solar, um, FSD. Yeah. And, and we should, because I think that they are on their way. But let's just get back to just the car business alone and their path to 20 million. You were saying earlier that the efficiency of the manufacturing is something that people, they get it, they hear it, but they kind of still don't um, give it the credence that it really deserves. You are very close and you watch closely these Gigafactories. Specifically, you watch Giga Berlin um, being developed And now you just had a recent tweet as well, showing that I think you've confirmed that they've expanded as well, or they've gotten another 500,000 capacity. Can you talk a little bit about the efficiency of these manufacturing gigafactories? And then from there, I wanna understand, how do you see the road to 20 million? You think alluded that you said that you do think that they will need to have a compact car. And if it is something that they need to have, When will that come out, given that they have not yet announced a new factory, although they have announced that they have been working on the design? What's your thoughts on where would that factory be, by the way? Go ahead. So,
1: um, yeah, a lot of very important points here. So, um, in terms of efficiency... what the factories are doing, we should we should remember that mm. Tesla is building the factories from scratch, right? So every factory is kind of a new build, so they have the ability really to um, to grow them successfully and to design them in a, in a new way and uh, in terms of productivity, we all know that, for instance, um, Volkswagen, they said that uh, in the Tesla factory for Model Three, it's a, it's a, it's a ten-hour time frame they need to build a Model Three, while within the <laughs> yeah. VW factory, it's thirty. So three times, and you know, this this is like outlandish. This is totally this is for someone who worked as an engineer in a production environment. This is totally crazy, and. Tesla doesn't stop here and we know all that so they continue to, to build and to grow on that. So this is Model 3 and Model Y and I believe that the um, demand and market opportunity for this seg- segment is, is extremely big. So um, right now we, we already have an installed capacity of around 2 million vehicles per year and I believe they can thro- grow this to, to, to 3 or 4 million um, in this environment. If you think about the Cybertruck, we know that there's a million in terms of um, orders and you can argue what kind of real orders at the end of the day are really there. but. Definitely we talk about hundreds of thousands of vehicles to be sold every year. And you know better than I do, the truck market in the US is extremely big. So there's a huge portion which is, will go in this product lineup in terms of exoskeleton, uh, because I believe there's going to be also market for a smaller exoskeleton vehicle. And if you think about a uh, smaller form factor more affordable, $25,000, you know, um, I was also thinking about Tesla. Already works with a, with a large press in uh, in in Texas, in Austin, um, building this up and using that for the Cybertruck. But Elon's plan all the time has been or uh, dream to cast a vehicle out of one piece, and yeah. I believe this is still his dream. I'm not sure whether this will ever work because it's it's extremely ambitious. But Elon is a visionary and he has ideas and thoughts and dreams and he's following the stream. So I wouldn't rule it out that this works. That probably would cut the cost of a vehicle dramatically another 20% easily. So um, what I'm trying to say here is there are levers, there are options, there are opportunities out there nobody really thinks about which can even bring Tesla beyond that. so and if you listen to me saying okay, the market for Model 3, Model Y is maybe I don't know, two, three million, maybe even more, um, the market for um a compact car um is gonna be much bigger. So um if not double that size. So I wouldn't be surprised if if there is a market, you know, for for five, six, seven million uh, small compact BVs globally. Yeah. So um, if you add all of that together and you know that this year there, there should be an announcement for another Gigafactory, um, and you look what they do with the existing installed base. I mean, take a look at Shanghai. Nobody had expected that they are growing the output that dramatically. Uh, we know that there's a team from Shanghai now active in Fremont, I've been surprised about. Fremont pushing out much more vehicles than anybody expected. And now they Mm -hmm. have a new team there helping the existing team to push this even further, which is amazing. In Berlin, we just got today, actually, uh, the official confirmation from the um, community authorities that the second phase for um, Giga Berlin will include another half a million vehicles. So the first phase was already a million. And in the very early first papers, I've I've seen that there are gonna be four phases. So the speculation have been that it's gonna be two million total output, total capacity. Um, but you know Tesla will won't stop there. There's one thing to install a capacity of half a million. There's another thing in terms of improving the efficiency and the output of that space you have. So. Um, Yes, you have limitations in terms of water, in terms of energy and other things, supply for producing that amount, but um, you know, phase one is just Model Y. I believe phase two in Berlin is going to be Model 3. I may be mistaken, but I believe that's going to be Model 3 because the demand for Model 3 in Europe is quite high and I wouldn't be surprised if um, they easily sell, um, you know, uh, 2 million vehicles just from Giga Berlin into Europe. And we already see today that from Giga Berlin we have exports to South Korea, right? So think about that. I mean, there are a lot of markets which are just waiting for supply, You just didn't get anything. And um, you you can make the math as good as I can do. If you add all of this together, you're getting very close to 20 million vehicles a year. And um, you probably also remember that Elon once said that uh, Tesla is going to have a model in each segment. Which includes van, which includes different forms of, of trucks, probably uh, buses. I mean, you have so many open okay. field here,
0: right? So I've got two questions. Then, for first of all, I wanted to get your guess of which gigafactory will be creating the compact car, and then two, very intriguing something some of us haven't yet thought about, which is you know we all know that Elon wants to have a single casting. But does that then mean that it's not going to be a mini Cybertruck, right? Because it's stainless steel outer exoskeleton that you can't do a single casting. And then we've also heard that this new compact car platform that they're developing, it is dedicated robotaxis. what they're designing. But if it's RoboTaxi is not ready, then would they have a variant of it that is going to be the model, th- the, the compact car that they'll sell? And then they said it's a platform. So this is going to be something that they can have many variants, as you were saying, beyond just the compact car. So what's your guesses? Is it going to be a stainless steel exterior or no, it's going to be like a one stamp thing?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, the, the new platform is going to be a new, a new level. Uh, that's going to be very different to the production as we've seen it with with model 3 model y s and x which in terms of production are done in a pretty similar way and still traditional way if we think about the cybertruck with the exoskeleton totally new approach a new platform and the, the, the compact car is having another platform that's my understanding so we have at the okay. moment then three platforms already which which gives Tesla a lot of opportunity in terms of improvement. So I'm I'm really excited about that and a lot of problems. So don't get me wrong, not everything is is fantastic. So you're gonna have a lot of challenges and issues, probably a lot of delays, and we're gonna have a lot of drama, uh, which is just a part of Tesla. Um, I agree to your assessment in terms of rubber taxis. So I all the time was thinking about, whether it wouldn't be um, attractive for Tesla to have, you know, on that platform two lines up. One, one line up for the robot taxi itself, which is probably driven by Tesla itself and not by external people. And another line that they sell to consumers and they can use them for their own small taxi company with two, three cars or more. and. Um, Tesla is buying them back after two years or they they even keep the ownership and just lease them. We don't know. I mean, there are a lot of options and possibilities Tesla can play with, which is, by the way, another thing a lot of people uh, just don't get. Um, with, With the expansion of Tesla and all of these areas, they get more and more leverage and opportunities to design the market to their own will. This, I mean the the cash they have, the profit and this product lineup gives them a lot of options designing markets which which no other company can do. They just can try to get a good BEV out and this Mm -hmm. is what they're trying right now all the time and I mean I wouldn't say they fail. The BEVs we've been seeing from a lot of companies are getting better and better which is great but the gap between what Tesla is heading for and what we've seen from traditional automakers is still really, really, very big. And in between that gap, I, I see some Asian companies sneaking in uh, step by step. So as a German, i I wouldn't say fearful, but i'm I'm still very concerned about our industry here in Germany in terms of catching up and doing the right things because they just repeat what they've been doing before. But going back to Tesla, I see with the exoskeleton, also with the new platform for the compact car, a ton of cost improvements, um, and it's not gonna go easy. So you've been asking twice already now on this call where this is gonna be. Um, so um, with this new technologies, you, lease, you need less space in order to produce a high production, mass production. Vehicle. so uh, nevertheless um, oh, oh, let's let's put it like that in terms of the perfect market you, you probably talk more about Europe first because small cars mm. are an urgent need here and people are uh, just you know used to small cars that cars that, that models that you in the US you just don't know them they, they just never show up in the US uh, so therefore, uh, the, the, the perfect market would be in the U.S. But just looking at the space for you know um, we have this Giga Berlin and Giga Texas uh, in Austin. I mean, it, it could it could be in each of them. You you could start uh, in parallel, even if you if you if you like, right? So there, there's no reason not to do it. Would there be a factory where you? just and only produce compact cars, which would be another option, right? So if they announce, for instance, this here, a new Gigafactory, it could be for the compact car and it could be a new location, Mexico, or you name it. Some people are speculating it's Canada, Mexico, and I mean, there are a lot of countries and discussions here where this could happen. And you obviously could just take an anti-factory just for the compact car, which is also an approach you can, you can go for. Um, but what I can say is from conversations I have with people within within Tesla, what I've learned is that they are often not that far along with the thought process and decision process as we think. So what I'm trying to say here is, it, I doubt that Tesla already has made a decision on all of those questions. So, and they probably decide pretty Short term before, how they, they do that. Yes, there is a long supply chain you need to set up and, and manage everything and structure. But with, with each additional factory, gigafactories they have around the globe, they have more flexibility in terms of managing their supply chain in a way that for such a new compact car production facility, they have the right people and, and the right team and the right supply in place. Um, so I, I would be very surprised if if Tesla has made a decision already mm-hmm. if they do a compact car and where.
0: The the one thing I don't necessarily buy into and agree with what you were saying is that there should there could be three different platforms, right? One for the X and Y, one for the Cybertruck, and one for this new platform that's gonna have multivariant starting first with the with compact car. It just doesn't seem that, that that's a smart thing to do. And so I'm playing around with this idea that is there a way that they can use the Cybertruck as the model because Cybertruck is supposed to be cheaper to manufacture already. And that's one of the reasons why they did that. But then does that go against the single stamp logic that you were saying, is there a way to just use Cybertruck model, miniaturize it, create multiple variants of it and have the single stamp or is this this? No, that's why you're saying it's gotta be a separate platform.
1: So, if you want to de-risk de- de- uh, the, uh, the the production future, you better go with the with the third platform, because um, mm. the Cybertruck is gonna be not easy to produce. It's it's like most most brilliant ideas from Elon. It, it's hard to accomplish once you manage it and you are able to scale up, it's gonna be the best of all worlds. but to go to that point is is dramatically hard. So it, you would bet everything on one horse. Um, and the second this second reason why I'm a little bit reluctant or careful here is um, with, the, with, the, with the exoskeleton of the cyber truck, um, you have the, the the holding structure on the outside. And um, that's creating a lot of questions around safety, street safety, in particular in Europe, where I see the biggest market for the compact car. I mean, don't get me wrong. There will be a market in the US and Asia too for for a small vehicle, but I wouldn't be surprised if the biggest market is even in in Europe here. Mm -hmm. And if you go with the exoskeleton structure for Europe for a compact car, which will be cheap, you're right. Um, or low low cost, Um, you're probably going to bump in a lot of regulatory issues. Um, So it's not going to be easy to get approval from regulators for that car, uh, simply because the street safety regulation is pretty strict in terms of um, pedestrians and, and cyclists and all of that so um and and you know as i know if you have a cyber truck, you you bump into a house i mean the house is broken but your your car is no scratch <laughs> right. right so so that's that's how it is and it's you, you you can change a little bit here and there but at the end of the day it's it's a vehicle that is uh that's a better fit to be honest for for the US and also actually for the rest of the world and other markets, including um including China and Asian markets. But in Europe in the small streets, it, it's gonna be tough even to find a parking spot for that thing, you know, because <laughs> it's so big. So that that's that's my thought process. I may be wrong, it's just my thoughts. Um and I believe Tesla would be better off to indeed have a, a third platform. I, okay. I agree. I mean, every additional platform is coming with additional cost, with additional complexity in terms of supply chain production, you name it. So it's adding costs on the bottom line. That, that, that's, there's no doubt about that. On the other side, um, if you want to have a fleet of robot taxis, you don't want that this is a fleet with, with cars people consider as a danger to pedestrians and, and cyclists and all of that. So, and. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I think I, I'm I, agreeing with you now because um, one of the things about this third platform is that it's going to be a multivariate. It's just a platform. They're going to create probably that yeah. bus mid midsize minibus that you're talking about, a, a compact car and any number of different modular kind of model. He talked about that. So, I, the part that I'm so very confused about is whether or not it's going to be a robo-taxi, a dedicated robo-taxi, or it's going to be a drivable car because at, when you, when you listen to them, they've basically been, you know, doubling down on this dedicated robo-taxi. They announced at the Giga Texas party that, you know, they've already started this dedicated robo-taxi design. It'll come out next year. they, just in in the roadmap, it says dedicated robotaxi, <clears throat> but then I thought recently at the third quarter uh, Q three earnings report, they did talk about a platform for the compact car that's going to be half the cost, half the factory space, and it'll be a platform. <clears throat> So what's your take on this? Is it is it going to be both, right? And kind of a, a robotaxi design, but also something you can just quickly turn into a compact car? Or is it going to be just, this is going to be a line of robotaxis and they're just going to bet on this?
1: So being in their shoes now, I'm not luckily, <laughs> because that would create a lot of stress. I, I would do a platform where you have two models on it. One is more a, a bus, a van, which you can use, which is, a, which is a robot taxi. So you have more space, it's spacey inside. You have all the beauty uh, you have of a driverless car. So you can design it. I mean, you know all those concepts, right? So you can design it really dedicated to a robot taxi situation where people can enjoy watching a video or whatever when they drive, doing their, working on their laptop and you name it, just really spacey inside. Um, and you want to have the ability to transport a few people in there, right? A, a compact car is different, right? So it's gonna be small as, as Elon said, smaller um, as uh, Model 3 or Model Y in terms of size. So therefore it, it's gonna have a different form factor. So therefore I would, I would vote or I think they are thinking about creating these two models on, on one new platform. Um, And again, this is separate from Cybertruck, so it's not going to have an exoskeleton. I would be surprised if they go that path. But maybe I'm wrong, and we will see. It's just all speculation. We all don't know, right?
0: Okay. This does make sense now. I think that what I'm going to change my mind on is that what I think they're going to do is what you just said, right? A dedicated robot taxi, but it's going to be more of this bus-like thing. And it probably the first market might be something like Vegas, where the city approves it and it'll take you from the airport to the casinos. It'll drive you around that area and maybe, of course, go down through the uh, through the tunnels as well. That makes sense. They have a, an initial market. They will take that and sell it city by city. But then then this idea of a compact car will be something that they will sell. Huge market in the US, huge market in Europe. He's already said that it's going to be even more the double or more than the current lineup that we, they have now. So that sounds like something that they'll introduce next the, the a couple of years from now, right? It's even after the RoboTaxi. Now, if RoboTaxi starts to work and it starts to be sold, then they can create variants of that model as well. But yeah, it's interesting to see what will happen. I'm very, very excited. <laughs> this is like the coolest thing.
1: I mean... 2030 is, is 80 years from now, which, which sounds a lot, but it isn't if you're in the auto yeah. business. So um, I think they they really need to, uh, to expand very quickly also in terms of these new technologies. But I believe Tesla has everything they need to do that. So they definitely yeah. can accomplish it. And, you know, nobody will nail them on 20 million vehicles if they make 15 million vehicles even 10 million it's gonna be breathtaking right already so and uh, but the market is definitely there if you add the numbers together um usually end up with with 20 million vehicles and the other point is um having a rubber taxi fleet out there is creating a leverage that we haven't seen before simply because the money you make with a robot taxi fleet, simply because you you have no driver, you do not need one, you're gonna have a a revenue inflow that is, is you know, a few times that what you would expect from selling a car. So you need to ask yourself as a company, if you really want to sell them later on to consumers or use them as a robot taxi, if it really works. And I believe it will work. We've seen already full self-driving better really developing nicely. It still can take a long time. We do not know to get the last kinks out here. So uh, we've seen it in the past, you know, that that parts that they they thought going to be easy, they've been hard and other areas they, they manage quicker than expected. But, but I'm, I'm very confident that they are going to manage that. So the the so robot taxi is kind of tied to full self-driving development, right? So it depends how good the software development is going. And this is probably also a question that they have because they can't say in half a year, you know, we managed it, we, we did it, it works, we can get it out and the regulators are going all approving it, which is another hurdle to overcome uh, in the U.S. We hope it's going to be yeah. more easy than in Europe, but we don't know. I mean, if they say, even if they if they say, OK, looks nice, but, you know, not yet. You have to drive a year with these cars on the street and prove mm-hmm. with the data that this is really safe. Um, in that situation, you do not want to have mm-hmm. a factory ready to produce hundreds of thousands of the things when you can't use them. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. you see there's a lot of trade-offs and decisions within within Tesla I believe a lot of question marks how to manage it and again I would be extremely surprised if they have an answer today on all of these questions for the future
0: well I'm getting excited what I think is going to happen I think you're absolutely correct they need to be careful and you know there's going to have to have plan A's and plan B's but what I think is going to happen is they have created a platform. And this platform probably is going to create multiple variants of which one is going to be RoboTaxi, one is going to be the compact car, and one is all these other uh, different variations of the theme. I'm very curious what this platform is going to look like, uh, how it's going to be modularized, and how it's going to be able to be creating half the cost to produce these kinds of cars. So that is something I'm looking forward to. And really, really appreciate your thoughts today and advice. Everybody... As I mentioned, please follow Alex on Twitter at Alex underscore A-V-O-I-G-T. Uh, he has a Patreon worth it, absolutely worth it. He's got incredible detailed analysis on newsletters that you get received before everyone else. And what he does is he covers not only Tesla, but the, all the other EV uh, industry and other car manufacturers as well. So very unique in the industry. Thanks again, Alex. Really appreciate your time. Thanks,
1: Herbert. It was a pleasure being here and and great um, to have the opportunity to chat with you. Thank you.